Welcome to Brain Machine Network. I'm comedian and writer Emily Winter, and this is Comedians with Ghost Stories Season 2. Today on the podcast, we have the wonderful Jen O'Neill Smith from Atlanta. Hi, Emily. Thanks for having me. I'm just excited to be talking to you. (laughs) Yeah, this is so great. This podcast is a really cool excuse to get in touch with people that I haven't seen in a long time. I know. And it's also awesome to use Squadcast to be able to talk with my first season everyone was live so like with me you know what I mean so like this is very cool I've never done one remote before uh this season so don't even have to leave your apartment I I never will again (laughs) (laughs) same thing same same (laughs) so um I'm so pumped to hear your story and when and where does it take place it actually takes place uh in New York and I grew up on Long Island, so it takes place in Long Island, New York, home of the really freaky houses like Wait, Amityville. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize Amityville's on Long Island. Cool. Yeah. Well, no, this wasn't in Amityville. I'm just saying right. there's a lot of fucked up houses on Long Island. I didn't know <laughs> that. I don't have a lot of exposure to Long Island. I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing, but uh, yeah. It's a so fine you'll, thing. You'll teach me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So should so, I yeah, get into it? it? Okay. Get into it. Okay. So, um, growing up on Long Island, um, I had a best friend, and her name um, was Melissa. Um, and I should I feel like should I use her full name because I didn't even tell her I was doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go with Melissa, and then I don't know if you Melissa. tell her you got to send pictures or something. Whatever. That's fine. Melissa. Um, so (laughs) my best friend, so she lived in the same town that I did. Um, and uh, we were so close to where we were like sisters. I had my own room in her house. Like the guest room just kind of became my bedroom. And, um, so throughout, um, the years, like her mom would tell us all these crazy stories about things that would happen in this house. And I don't think that the house was a really old house. I feel like it was probably built somewhere in the 60s or 70s. I'm not sure. It was kind of that Long Island split level ranch type thing. Um, It's like Brady Bunch house. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so, um, but she would tell us all these stories about weird things that would happen. Like I remember that there was a pin cushion that was sitting on her nightstand and it had all these pins in it. And um, she heard a noise. And when she turned around, the pin cushion had fallen on the ground and the pins had spelled out hell. H-E-L-L. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, like lots of weird things. Um, um, oh my god! Melissa would tell me stuff about hearing noises and people talking and things like that. And um, I remember one night, um, I was actually sleeping over Melissa's house when this happened. So I was in the downstairs part um of the house, but the way that the house was kind of set up was the stairs went like up a a half case and then to the front door, then a half case to the dining room. So I was, we were downstairs in the like living room area, but we were very close to where the dining room area was. And so she was hosting a party of women to do um, a Ouija board. Oh God. Okay. And so she was having um, like a Ouija board seance type deal while we were downstairs 
And then all of a sudden we heard a huge crash and we heard all the women screaming and we ran upstairs and they of course made us go back downstairs. Like go downstairs, go downstairs. And then we later found out that what happened was in the middle of the playing Ouija board, the board flew off the table and into the China cabinet, making everything crash. It's like pure evil in this house. Oh my God. Yeah. So, and so I like, I wish I had like a list of all the weird stories that Melissa's mom told me, but the one thing that happened to me that I saw firsthand and I swear on my life that this happened is the very night that I was moving the last night that I spent in New York before my family moved to Georgia, mm-hmm. I was like 14 years old. And, um, you must my, be devastated that you oh, had to go when you were 14. So devastated, so devastated to the point where like I had me and Melissa had to sleep in the same house. I had to spend the last night at Melissa's house. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I didn't even want, I was so mad at my parents. I didn't want to be in our house. So I wanted to be with Melissa. And so, um, like I said, I had my own room that was like in the downstairs part. Melissa's room was upstairs, and then the downstairs had um, a guest room, and also Melissa's uh, like cool older brother had a room down there too. Uh, and so, I mean, I wasn't—it's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I mean, she just happened to be there. But anyway, um, so I was sleeping in the room, and then um, all and the light was off, and then all of a sudden I heard. Um, water dripping from this iron because that room was also where they kept their ironing board and iron and so I heard water like dripping like a like a strong stream of water coming from this iron Mm -hmm. and I could see it was dripping water and I could hear it was dripping water but then I turned the light on and there was no water it it wasn't dripping and so I was like it must have just stopped when I turned the light I don't know maybe it stopped so then I went back to bed I turned out the light off went back to bed and then I hear it dripping again. And so I see it dripping. And then I, I stick my hand like under the iron and I could feel the stream of water. And I could I press into the carpet and I could feel that it's wet. I'm like, there's a puddle. Oh. And then I turn the light on and nothing. Bone dry, oh no water. God, what did you do? I flew up two flights of stairs. <laughs> To Melissa's house. I never once in the, all the years I uh, knew Melissa my whole life, I never, sh- we never shared her bedroom because I always had a place to sleep. And I never, and that night I like ran up there with the blankets and my pillow and I slept on Melissa's floor. And I was like, I, I'm not going back down there. I'm not going back down there. Did and you I tell her what happened. Oh, yeah, totally. And she just like knew her house did weird stuff sometimes. Oh my God. That so, is amazing. I feel yeah. like this like demon was giving you a goodbye present. I feel like, yeah. I feel like it was maybe yeah. Just like um <laughs> see you later. Oh my God. Georgia. <laughs> so so what happened? okay, so with all of this said, like what um what did the family do about it? Like they just like sort of thought it was fun and just didn't really mind. Well, I feel like her dad, I never really talked to her dad about it much, but her mom was pretty open about like, you know, like, yeah, crazy stuff like happens in my house. My house is haunted and, you know, this, 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 and this. And she was very matter of fact about it. And then, you know, so was Melissa. And we we had a friend, this was the year that I moved to Georgia. 
sadly, um, about like nine months later, our good friend and her boyfriend of many, uh, of a couple of years, you know, like that childhood love, um, was hit by a car and, and passed away. I know it's devastating, so sad. but she, Melissa told me all the time that he would be in her room. He would be in the hallway. He would like, he just oh. was always at her house just so they were always just very matter of fact about ghosts and ghosts in their home and evil spirits and Ouija boards. (laughs) That's so sweet. I wonder, like, I mean, was he menacing or was he just sort of hanging around? He was hanging around. I wonder if there was more than one kind of spirit in there or like, or if it was just like a demon hole. Maybe maybe it was just like where the house was. Maybe it had some kind of like weird energy, like, like portal or like kind of weird energy to where ghosts came and went. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I can't, I don't want to say a hundred percent, but I feel like I remember stories of Melissa's mom talking about her mom and, but I could be wrong. Oh, like seeing um, her mom there. Yeah. And seeing other ghosts. But I, I do know for, remember for sure those few things Definitely the iron story. I mean, so I, freaky. So, do they still own the house? Yes, they do. And do they? Yeah, still- I mean, Melissa doesn't live there, but I believe her. I'm, I'm almost positive her mom still lives in that house. Um, does she? Do you know if she still has experiences? I don't. I don't. I haven't. Um, like I catch up with Melissa on like Instagram and stuff like yeah. that. We talk, but I, I haven't had a chance to ask her if her mom still has. Oh my God. And haunting issues. <laughs> growing up sort of in a, like in sort of a haunted house situation. Did it, do you feel like it changed what you think of? I mean, obviously you're a believer, right? Like you kind of have to be. Oh, I have like, like uh, there's this thing and my mom just recently called me and was like, Oh my God, you're fucking right. Is um, I have this thing where um, I heard one time that if you lose something, you should ask a, a family member that has passed away and um, if they can find it. And I had lost my wedding ring and my wedding, ba- my band and my engagement oh my ring. God. And they were gone for months, for months and months. And oh. I couldn't find them. I turned my entire house upside down. And then, um, and then I, um, I asked my grandmother, cause I heard about that. I was like, grandma, can you help me put my wedding ring? And so when I was at a property, I managed properties during the daytime and um, I was opening up a lockbox and inside the lockbox, <gasps> this random lockbox was my engagement ring. Oh I my swear God. to God. And then, I mean, I had like every comedy club turning the chairs upside down and the tables looking for this ring. Yeah. I, like, of cause I was like, I must've fallen out of my pocket. And um, cause I do that it's a long story, but I have a bit about not wearing wedding rings and I keep, so I take my ring off in my, and put it in my pocket. And I thought that's how I lost it. But anyway, so I find it in this lockbox, and then, um, and then I was like, okay, well, thank you grandma for the engagement ring. I'm lucky enough to get that. I don't expect to get my wedding band either. So I even right. went and bought like a fake w- cheap wedding band on Amazon and was just fine with that. And then one day I turn around and I swear to God, I took a picture of it. It's on my Instagram. Um, I swear to God, plain as day, sitting on the middle of his ottoman in front in my 
bedroom was my wedding band just sitting there, just sitting there. And I was like, is someone in the house messing with me? Like, what the hell? And everybody swears that. Like my kids, I question them up and down. Like, did you take it? And now you're, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And right, so, right, right. but everybody swears they had no idea. So it's just like both of the rings just popped out of the blue. So I've been doing that ever since I always find it. No matter what it is, I lost a teeny tiny screw in the middle of my grass that I needed for this like pool piece for this like above ground pool. And I couldn't find it anywhere. And I knew my husband was going to kill me for losing the screw that like, had and so I I was like grandma I can't find the stupid screw and then all of a sudden in the grass in the dirt I find this teeny tiny little screw so my mom calls me the other day I know it's crazy it totally works try it and tell me but the other day my mom called me and she was like oh my god because she was like uh because I keep telling her all this stuff about grandma which is her mother finding stuff for me. And um, she said that the other day um, there is this like um, in front of her door, they had these two little stone, um, I guess like statue what things and this tiny piece of the bottom of one of them is missing was missing and my mom said that they tore the whole yard apart looking for the stupid little piece and she couldn't find it my dad was all mad and then my mom said that she was like mom I'm just gonna try this do you know where this thing is I know it would make Tom really happy to find this piece and then she said she looked down and sticking out of the dirt was the piece (gasps) and so she called me and was like it worked Oh, this makes I me know. so happy. I feel like I've been hearing a lot of like really friendly, ghost, happy, helpful stories lately. And this makes me thrilled. And also, I wonder how long you have to have lost. Like, there's a ring that I lost when I was 21. And it's a family heirloom. And oh, actually, wow. there's two rings that I lost. There's one on my dad's side that I lost when I was 21 in Madison, Wisconsin. And there is a ring that was my grandmother's that I lost at a comedy venue. Oh, no. Like turned over twice. Oh, shit. Um, probably like five years ago. I wonder if uh, maybe I could get their try hands on it. that. Yeah. <laughs> They've been gone Let's for try. a really long time. But um, <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, that it's is- definitely worth a shot. And oh my god, if you end up getting it, I'll freak out. <laughs> if I got, if I even got, if I got one back, I would be like, I, I don't know. I feel like I would have to like quit my life and like go like study with some spiritual guru or something <laughs> because it's so it would be so impossible. Um, but that's amazing. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah. So so clearly, you believe it's something uh, greater than ourselves. Totally. And I think I, I'm a little bit psychic too. Oh, really? What can yeah, you do? What I, have you, what do you have? I don't know. I just keep like, I have these dreams and then they ha- like, okay, Travis Jones, he's a comedian. I don't know if you've met him or not, but um, he's here in Atlanta and he's a good friend of mine, but sometimes I'll just have these dreams and then they end up being true. So I had this dream and then we run a show together. Um, this is just a plug. <laughs> we run a show together called date night. Everything's on hiatus right now. Yeah. So it doesn't even matter. Um, but he, we were like standing at the door, you know, at, and I was like, dude, you're going to kill him. Cause he had just gotten married like 
six months earlier. And I was like, dude, you're going to kill me when I tell you this. I said, but I had a dream last night that you told me that you and Stephanie are, are having a baby. And his face got white, <gasps> white as a ghost. And he goes, oh my God, we haven't even told our parents yet. Like they had literally just found out and hadn't told anybody. Oh my God. And and then we both started crying. (laughs) So like things like that, I like, I'm trying to think of other examples. You have very calming energy. Like you have like, uh, yeah, you do. You have a pleasant, but like happy, but calm. Like this does not surprise me that, that you have this gift, but also it's incredible and so rare. How do I monetize it? (laughs) How do I quit my day job and become a psychic? Dude, how how funny would this be if you were just like the Zoom psychic? (laughs) Did you watch? Yeah, yeah. There's been one... Shudder, the I don't know if you're into Shudder, the horror movie. It's like basically Netflix for horror only. And oh, yeah, but I haven't been on it, but I know what it is. These amazing, intrepid human beings put out a horror movie during quarantine, during this pandemic. They made the entire movie during the pandemic. They acknowledge that the pandemic exists in it, but it is, it's about getting a medium who does Zoom medium things and I feel like that could be you and she's like okay now we're gonna do and then everything gets out of control obviously but uh yeah I don't know they paid her in the movie (laughs) dude this could be a business I uh, another friend I don't want to we were talking about him earlier before we got on the thing I don't want to say who because I don't want to jinx this like great thing that's happening to him but I earlier this year I was like dude I just have this feeling that something really big is happening to you this year. Like your big, like your big break, something big is going to happen uh-huh. and it's totally happening. And he starts shooting next week. Oh and I don't want to like jinx it, yeah, but yeah. I just I get these feelings. Oh my God. <laughs> well, uh, please get a good feeling about me and let me know. And if you have a bad I one, will. don't tell me. <laughs> Dude, you've been killing it. I'm so proud of everything you've done over the last couple of years. It's been amazing. That's very nice to hear. But you know how it always is. Everything is all smoke and mirrors in this business. And like, I'm like home crying. And then somebody's like, hey, you're doing well. And I'm like, I am. <laughs> but so you never know. That's totally relatable. Yeah. <laughs> so unless you have any other dreams that you want to talk about, I would love to hear what you've been up to during the pandemic creatively. And yeah, during the pandemic, I've just been um, continuing to continuing to do my podcast that I do with um, Sally Brooks, who is a fellow New York comedian who moved to Georgia. Um, and it's called Dumb Love. And it's about dumb things people do for love. We tell a couple of Quick stories first that are usually dumb criminal stories, like dumb couple criminal stories. And then we do a crazy story, which is usually a true crime, like love gone wrong. And then we always follow it up and close the show with a nice love story. So you can leave feeling good about the universe. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, we... uh, We've been doing that, and then um, we did do a couple of uh, red clay comedy um, Zoom shows. We started out in the core doing those, but those have since kind of fizzled out. I, yeah. I think that there's there are some really great shows out there, and I feel like we started out strong, but then you can't keep – I feel like you can't keep going back to the same Zoom audience every week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But – 
that's about it. And then just trying to manage working my day job and now homeschooling my kids. Uh, it's it's cuckoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine. Have you been doing Zoom shows and stuff? I haven't been at all. So that's why I'm curious. Some. I did some in the beginning and um, I haven't done any in, like in a month probably. But I'm actually about to, on August 21st, do my first live comedy show at a brewery outside. Cool. Great. Yeah. That's so I hope I still know how to do it. It's been so long. You will. I think you will. <laughs> my husband's been doing a lot of Zoom shows. And although we haven't done, he or I haven't done an outdoor show, I, I do feel like the new punchline is uh, I want to die. So <laughs> yeah. if that's helpful at all, I feel like if you just sit there and sigh and say, I want to die, <laughs> everyone will love you. I probably will just start crying because it'll be like the first time somebody's listened to me talk in six months. <laughs> it's like when a doctor is like, what's wrong? And then you just start like, tell me what's wrong. And you just start sobbing. Oh my God, I've totally done that before. And the doctor's been like, why are you crying? And I'm like, because cancer runs in my family. <laughs> I'll just start crying because I'm like, because you care. Because you care. about my feelings. I never talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that will be wonderful and have a blast. And where can people find you and your podcast and everything you do all over the internet? Well, the podcast you can find on any podcast platform and also um, dumblovepodcast.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Jen O'Neill Smith. I've since during the quarantine gotten off Facebook because I'm like, I just can't do this anymore. Good. And so... <laughs> I'm not on Facebook right now, but I have a feeling once the quarantine's over and like live comedy kicks back up, I'll kind of have to be back on it. Yeah. Right. I mean, right? at least messenger so that you yeah. can get those bookings. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. 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 So, but right now, uh, and I also delete, uh, like shut off my Twitter too. I think I'm you. just having a moment right now. So you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to Comedians with Ghost Stories. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm really excited to be bringing it back for a season two. It's a fun and distracting thing to do during a pandemic. I hope you're all staying safe and healthy. Uh, if you'd like to support this podcast, you can rate and review it on iTunes. That's always a big help. Um, you can follow me on social media at Emily McWinter couldn't remember my own handle there emily mc winter on twitter especially and uh you can donate to the pod by venmoing me directly at emily winter on venmo um and if you can't swing it that's absolutely fine i am happy to make free content for my fellow cash strapped people out there i know it's a tough time for a lot of us but uh, i really ap appreciate your support in any way you can and if you work in the biz in the hollywood biz that is um my husband and i have spent the pandemic writing a horror comedy a slasher comedy uh based on our wedding called bride and doom so you want to make a movie you want to give us a million dollars hit me up that that would be great is that how it works you just ask hollywood no nope? okay well Thank you very much and have a great day.